what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Is the tight labor market frustrating you as a business owner? Do you have employees leaving for $1 to $2 extra per hour? Mako RX Complete Care is a quality healthcare solution that has allowed businesses to recruit and retain employees. To learn how Mako RX can help your business stay competitive, visit mako-rx.com or call 855-562-5679. Mako RX, healthcare simplified. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network. It's your monthly podcast for conversation about startups and small business. We're here with some ideas and information to help you grow and operate your business more effectively. On today's show, what if you're a personal trainer? What does it take to start your own business and stand out from others? And what if you're doing it when you're starting during a pandemic? Our guest, Jesse Alden, got started during COVID, and he's making it work, and we'll hear his story. Plus, we'll have our lightning round, and we've got some interesting small businesses that you should be checking out on our Small Business of the Month feature. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the, of the Manufacturing Solutions Center uh, at, in Conover, North Carolina. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller. Who is Gary? What's your title now? I don't. What is, it, what is it this month? It is Executive Dean of Economic Development and Corporate Education. Wow! But I'm glad to know that you had struggles with your new title. I know. I've I've only been in the ladder. I've been in my new position for a couple of months. I should have it down by now, but uh, I've been I, in I, I fall into about a year, and I still don't have it. Down. I, well, I don't have yours down either. It seems <laughs> to, it seems to get bigger uh, as we go. So I ho- I hope things are going well for you. Well, you started with. We're back. It's perfect because we started the curriculum fall semester just a week or so ago. And so we're excited about that. It's great to have students on campus. It's the most students and cars I've seen on our campus in two years. So that feels really good. And of course, our continuing education program goes 12 months a year. So we've been chugging along and doing some great things in that area, too. All good deal. All good. Well, I've got a little entrepreneurship news for you. Okay. That I was that I I ran across you know on on the interweb uh, uh, earlier this week you know when I was doing important fantasy football research for my my fantasy football team the Adams Adams going to be our year but anyway uh, I came across uh, an article that released new rankings of the best states for entrepreneurs. Uh, which took into account concentration of new businesses, their survival rate, a state's cost of living, salary levels, and whatnot. What do you think? What do you think we're in the top five states for for entrepreneurs for starting businesses? North Carolina, number fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I said that because shameful plug. CVCC is one of the top ten colleges in the country for entrepreneurship. Well, yeah, well, well, we do many things well, you know, and uh, so anyway, that's, that's so, good. So we're number 14. Okay. How about California? Number one. Good, good guess. Texas? Number number two. Okay. Florida? Uh, I think they were in the top 10, but okay. they, were, they were not. The, the, the others, 
You might, might be harder to get. New Jersey was number three. That surprises me. Yeah, it's where my brother is. He started his own business there, so there's one. Illinois, number four. It's interesting. And Georgia, number five. I could see Georgia, yeah. southern so, state. So, and, you know, which I was, you know, California has higher taxes. Yeah. Or, you know, but but they apparently have a good ecosystem for for starting businesses. So. And they probably have a good base of population. They're a pretty big state. Yeah. So anyway, just uh, I, I found that interesting. That is interesting. I am I picked them because they're the biggest state, but I I am surprised that they, okay. from an entrepreneurial standpoint. So I found that on a on a website called <clears throat> Luca L O O K A dot com, which is a, a website for that has some branding and design tools for startups. So if people want to check that out, go to Luca dot com, and you can sort of see where your state ranks. You know, which was the fiftieth state? Also- New York. No, but it's actually a small state, maybe the smallest state in the union. Delaware, Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island was actually fiftieth. You know, so uh, so I Rhode Island. I hope we don't have listeners. I hope nobody gets mad at me because of my geography, not knowing the smallest state. Now you say it. I think Delaware was not was not good either. Although I I suspect we see a lot of companies that incorporate there for yeah, that's true. They do it for legal reasons. Those are like the mega companies, not the startup companies. Exactly. Anyway, let's welcome our guests, uh, Jesse Alden with Phoenix Physical Training. Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad you're with us. Jesse, you have been involved in fitness for 20 years. You know, Gary and I can make uh, that claim as well, but probably not to the same degree as you. Uh, <laughs> we can make that claim. <laughs> not that it'd be true. Yeah, Although we're both, we are both thin. Well, relative, you know, for, for you know, I, I think, you know, I'm... For I'm being like, over 30? I might qualify as more the dad bod than you, Gary, but uh, uh, you you started in high school you were you were in the military yes sir and thank you uh, for your service we appreciate your service and uh, you know tell us tell us a little bit about uh, you know how you decided to to get into starting your own business and sort of what your what your background is sure so um i would say let's roll it back to my childhood i tried to be pretty active um growing up but at the same time, I was also a little chubby. Uh, so I would say my background in fitness. Not now, by the way, for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Just but, saying. Uh, a, we, we, a lot of hard work. <laughs> so my, back, my background in fitness, I would say, um, really began in high school. Um, once I got into high school, I started taking weightlifting classes and just really liked feeling stronger and seeing the different changes in myself. Uh, after graduating high school, I went to the army and for the next nine years, part of my daily life was morning physical training. So is that, was that your choice? Uh, that was definitely not my choice. Um, it's one of those things that kind of grew on me, I okay. guess. <laughs> my son was in the Marines and that's oh. what exactly he went. Once he got in there, he started working out. Very good. And now he's continued uh, it for know, many you know, more years after that. You know, I go back to the movie Stripes. I mean, John Candy always <laughs> said that, hey, this would be a great way to lose some weight, right? You know? <laughs> That's so, right. Uh, there you go. 100% correct. But it is real work. <laughs> and that is true, too. Uh, so through high school, uh, most of what I experienced was the muscle building aspect of fitness. Once I got into the Army, it opened me up to a different aspect, more of the weight loss. Um, I actually went into basic training at 215 pounds. And by the end of basic training, I was down to about 175, 180 pounds. So I lost a pretty good amount of weight. And that kind of opened me up to 
like I said, the weight loss aspect of health and fitness. So what's your what's your playing weight uh, right about now? I'm I would say 183. I'm sitting right about 200 pounds right now. Okay. But you're tall. Yeah, I'm about 6'2", and that's about where I hover. So. Okay. Gary, Gary, what are you, about 120? <laughs> about 160. Okay. You're a skinny guy. <laughs> tall as well. All right. Um, so it was during my time in the Army that um, I really allowed me to kind of fall in love with exercise in general. It just made me feel so much better, helped me perform better, do my job. Um, so I just really fell in love with it. So as I got towards the end of my time in the military, uh, obviously I wanted to start thinking about what my next step was going to be. Uh, so I took, you know, my love for fitness and my love for training others and helping other people be better at whatever their job is or whatever their goals are. So I, uh, decided, well, you know, I can combine those two. I'll check out personal training and try to get into the fitness industry. Uh, once I get out. So I did that. Uh, I came home in 2014 and immediately got enrolled over here at CVCC uh, for their health and fitness science program. So I went through there. I got a few certifications and worked in a few gyms, started training uh, during that time. We're glad you went to CVCC. I understand that too. Right. Me too. <laughs> it was a great school, by the way. A shameless plug. I'm ahead. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean. <laughs> uh, so outside of school, I didn't start working right away uh, i wanted to kind of take some time readjust to civilian mm -hmm. life and focus on school so then once i did start working about six months uh, after being home i did get into some gyms and started training and managing working front desk getting to know people um which, so yeah which, which is important because i know that when when we talk to people who are trying to start a business Sometimes people are trying to get into a business that they don't really know much about. So, I mean, the fact that you worked in the in the in that type of business before you started on, I, I, I think would benefit you. For sure. Absolutely. We use it for all of our programs at the college, take an internship or do something. So you may think you want to do it, uh, but I refer to internships as on-the-job interviewing for the student, deciding whether, just what you just said, Jeff, and also the company, in many cases, to see whether they like that student. But, I mean, it, what you said is it's really important to get a feel to make sure you think it's good, but until you live it, you don't know. 100%. So I'd say ultimately, um, through my own personal experiences with results, um, injury, injury prevention, different recovery, I've had a few injuries of myself, um, which kind of helps me um, be more conscious about what I'm doing with my clients. You know, it's one thing to see, you know, workout videos and someone that looks in great shape, early twenties doing all this crazy mm -hmm. stuff. That's not most people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just like I said, through some of the recovery and injuries that I've had, it helps me be more comfortable with other people treating and training them to recover from the same stuff. Um, so with all that, I'd say I just realized what exercise and living a healthier lifestyle can do for myself and what it's done for others. Cool. So, so you, you started your business in 2020, you know, and, and as I recall, uh, you know, people were paranoid about gyms, paranoid about being next to people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if the... 
how how starting a business during that period of time impacted you and 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 whether it discouraged you or discouraged your clients but how did how did the experience of starting a business during a pandemic how did that you know what what sat what how did you sort of adjust your 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 thought process in working with people and, and get people comfortable uh continuing to exercise while they were afraid to to breathe air, you know, and <laughs> touch anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the pandemic definitely hit every industry uh, very hard. Um, so like you said, I did create my business in 2020. Uh, however, I did not start conducting business until 2021. So I spent about a year registered as an LLC, um, training here and there on my own because I was also at this, at that time, uh, working for another company outside of the fitness industry. So I was actually in the building industry, working for for lumber. So um, after that, or during that time, I'm sorry, I used that time to kind of try to start building up some clientele and whatnot, getting my business plan together and putting all the pieces in place. Um, obviously, with the pandemic hitting, that uh, was very, uh, very big deal. Um, really hit the fitness industry hard. You know, you think of gyms where people go to get healthy, but at the same time, when you have a pandemic, nobody wants to be around each other. And with all of the restrictions that we had at the time, uh, the fitness industry was looking very bleak and needing to go undergo some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of a lot of facilities started putting up their barriers and implementing different systems, uh, air purification, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So luckily for me, as you know, we kind of got through that into towards the end of last year. Um, I finally opened up and started conducting business at my facility. So by that time, a lot of the restrictions had kind of been lifted and things we were starting to come through the pandemic, if that makes sense. Yep, for sure. Um, but other than that, you know, daily, you know, the sanitation and cleaning is a must, you know, just all the different people coming in and out and where they've been and touching everything. Like it's nonstop. And I I imagine that continues today. Oh, for sure. Every single day. (laughs) (laughs) So to, to start this sort of business and you've got your own facility, um, I think in Conover, uh, that's great. Um, you got it. You, You've had to invest in equipment. I'm sure you've had some startup costs that you've had to incur. I mean, we're, you know, what's, what sort of challenges have you had uh, with your startup? I mean, uh, have you funded this yourself? Have you gotten assistance? Have you, you know, we, we, we sometimes call it bootstrapping as you sort of do it on your own and have to find ways to get creative and, you know, run up that expensive credit card debt. You know, what, uh, what, what approaches did you take uh, with your startup and what were your challenges? So uh, just to touch back on COVID, um, my original plan for funding um, back in the beginning of 2021 was to go the traditional route, apply for a small business loan. Um, so I had spent months and months working on a very detailed business plan on everything I was going to do, everything I needed, had it solid, was in, was talking to a few lenders um, throughout the process. Once I got my finalized business plan sent back over to the few lenders, all of my responses came back that no banks were lending to fitness startup companies, period. So, um, you know, I 
So That's I, encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> so I found myself almost back at square one and not sure what I was going to do. Um, but I did have some other lenders reach out to me. And I ended up going a more uh, non-traditional route. Um, they called it credit card stacking. So basically, uh, a broker applied on my behalf for, you know, a handful of mm -hmm. credit cards. Um with different perks, you know, some are benefits for cash back on this or that, some offer rewards points and whatnot, which very important. Um, if you ever have to go that route, you want to be able to maximize the benefits, especially with credit cards and the interest rates typically being higher. You want to look for those, you know, 0% introductory APRs, uh, you know, for 12 to 20 months. You want to get the cash back deals and all of that. Uh, so that's the route that I end up going with that. I was able to save up uh, some of my own money. So I had a small investment of my own. I also started doing some fundraising. I did have a GoFundMe account, so I was receiving donations from friends and family as well. So I was able to raise a little capital that way. Uh, but the majority uh, did come from the, the credit card stacking. Mm -hmm. um, Which on the surface sounds like a slippery slope in that if you're, if you're not careful, you can really get whacked with those those higher interest rates. So it sounds like you sort of were out there making sure that when it, as you got into that, you were looking at areas where you would have to not have to pay interest for a period of time. Correct. Yeah. So that's, you know, I guess that's sort of buyer beware. Right. And then, you know, you definitely want to do your research on that and, you know, talk with the, the professionals that do it, but do your own research as well because, you know, they're, making money off of it also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're going to give you what's going to benefit them the most right. as well. So just do your research. So you rolled out of the uh, credit cards as the interest rates kicked in? Yeah. So ideally... Paid them off with others? Yes. Yeah. So ideally you want to have, you know, whatever balance is paid off prior to the interest rates kicking in because yeah. going from 0% to 20 or whatever... Yeah. You know, is a is a big deal. So be alert. Be alert out there. <laughs> stay alert. Stay alive. <laughs> um, so so now there, you know, certainly there are other gyms out there. There are other uh, personal trainers out there, and you know, the, you know, to to me, this is a, probably a pretty um, you know, personal business in, in that that I, I would assume that you have to build a relationship. <laughs> With your with your clients to to you know to to keep your customers there. I mean, how how do how do you go about distinguishing your business from other people in in your industry and and convincing them that hey they should be work, working with the Phoenix Physical Fitness and not you know Joe's Joe's gym down the road. <laughs> right. Uh, so like you mentioned, Jeff, the fitness industry, you know, especially right around our area here in the Hickory Conover uh, Newton Triad area. Uh, it's pretty saturated. Um, there's a lot of gyms um, within, you know, five, 10 mile radius. Um, one thing to re we, we need to remember is that uh, currently there's no state or federal laws that regulate the fitness industry. So technically, pretty much anybody can call themselves a personal trainer or a group fitness or group exercise instructor, anything along those lines where, you know, it looks nice to have a certification, but you don't necessarily need one. Well, I mean, you look more the part than yes, some of right. us, you know, but <laughs> go ahead. Right. Um, Why do you keep looking at me, Jeff? Uh, <laughs> oh. 
So I think the difference there comes um, with education experience, in part at least. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's one thing to watch YouTube videos and get ideas from other people and then try doing them on your own. But it's another thing entirely to program workouts and programs for other people, you know, because you're basing it off their needs and their capabilities and their goals. Um, so this is one area that I try to stand out with in my business. Um, a lot of the gyms that I've seen around the area, you know, will offer personal training, have personal trainers. Some of them don't really promote it that much. Um, some are very lackadaisical about it. Some don't really hold their standard, their trainers to higher standards. Um, with me, I, I feel the education really backs the certification um, because it gives you a lot of the foundational knowledge to be able to program for other people, understand how the body itself works and that other people's bodies don't work the same as yours. So I, I, I try to go that route. And the second part, or like I mentioned, I'm sorry, is the uh, education. Uh, most trainers are happy to get paid and will keep training their clients and as long as they keep coming in. You know, so with any business, you know, client or customer retention is pivotal to success, especially in the service industry. Uh, what I try to do is educate my clients as much as possible uh, in terms of what they're doing, why they're doing it, what's happening in their body and what the results are going to be. Um, the goal is to help my clients reach their goals and empower them to continue the active, healthy lifestyle on their own. Um, so it kind of plays a little bit with retention, but I've found that even if you, I were to lose a client through that route, because they have progressed to a point where they feel comfortable, chances are they're going to get a referral to me because they've made their achievements. They're looking good, so, feeling good. Right. So, you know, it, it, it the, today, today's market, like I said, especially in the service industry just relies so heavily on customer service. Um, this is the other part that I feel makes my business stand out. Um, the, the customer service a lot of times ends after, you know, the sale is made, the person signs the dotted line, or even after the first interaction, if they don't sign up. Okay. Um, sometimes there's just a complete lack of customer service. Um, but I have found that great customer service is conducive to a few things, including increased word of mouth promotion. So like I just mentioned, you know, you get the people, the results, you create an awesome experience for them. You know, it could be, you know, trainer A, when you come in, do your workout, you're the clients picking up everything, putting everything away, doing this, doing that, the trainers on their phone, whatever the case to where trainer B, you know, re-racks the weights for the clients, wipes down all the equipment for the clients, does not take the cell phone out of the pocket or even have them on. So it's these little things that just create this overall cut, just great customer experience that's gonna keep people coming back and increase the stories and times that they talk to other people about their experience. And also with the, you know, the internet today, and online reviews, you just get so much more exposure from what one person might have to say than you would, you know, 20 years ago. Okay. No, I, I, I think that, that everybody goes into business saying, we're going to have great customer service, you know, but 
not not everybody actually follows through on it or doesn't know what to do to follow through on it. So I mean, having that that personal personal attention of you know when I'm working with you, I'm focused on you and not my cell phone and and this I think probably goes a long way. And and I would also think that this is a very referral oriented type business. You know, it's it's sort of like when you know if someone. If someone is going to come in my home and do something, generally I'm going to be asking my friends or whatnot. Mm-hmm. How do you? Who do you use for this? You know, I don't. You know, I would think it's the same sort of thing for for your sort of business. And it's not like I'm just going to go Google fitness trainers and say, yeah, here's the first one that came up. I'm going to yeah. go and say, you know, you know, Gary, you're looking good, buddy. You know, who's your personal trainer? I might not say that. You're not. You. Uh, Thank and, you for and, even uh, thinking about that. Um, you know, who are you using and, and, and getting that sort of the, that sort of personal reference, I think, would be very important. Particularly in that business. industry. I mean, I and that's, that's exactly true. right. I would say, you know, probably three quarters of my clients are referrals. Oh, um, you know, that says a lot. Yeah, it, it, it just speaks volumes, uh, you know, um, especially being a newer business. You know, you don't have the you're not established in the community yet. So, you know, people are still getting the name recognition. Um, but you know, that's just how it is. Um, I would think, you know, some things that I can suggest is to network, you know, as an entrepreneur, small business owner. Um, one thing I've tried to do is network with other professionals that are relatively close to the fitness and health industry, i.e. chiropractors, massage therapists, physical therapist, nutritionist, et cetera, um, to help kind of create my own referral network with these people. And that's proven to be beneficial so far as well. So that's we've smart. been Very able good. to kind of share, mm-hmm. you know, I have one client I just picked up and no kidding. She visits one of the chamber members. That's a chiropractor, um, muscle RX, you know, they do a lot of, uh, um, physical therapy type stuff. Um, she also visits one of the massage therapists from the chamber and now she's training with me. So that's just an example of how just, you know, something as simple as, Hey, you know, let me give you my business card. If you have someone need something in X, Y, Z, have them contact me and vice versa. Good. Good deal. So, so sounds like you've gotten some traction and, you know, do you, do you, are your plans to try to grow the business? I mean, what sort of challenges do you see out there uh, for this type of business and your business as you go forward? Sure. So, uh, you know, right now, COVID and the other illnesses going around right now continue to be, uh, you know, an issue. It's not really preventing anything at the moment, but we just, you know, you never know where that may go. We haven't had any monkeypox cases yet, have we? I hope not. Not that I know. Not that I know of. All right. Well, not as far as we know. (laughs) Um, So uh, some of the challenges, you know, retention is always in the front of my mind. Um, What I need to do to cater to my clients, to keep them coming back, to get them to bring other people with them. Um, For growth itself, um, like I said, still being a new business, I'm still establishing myself within the community. Um, part of what's helped with that is from the planning process, creating a brand, you know, you can go into a business doing whatever you want and just go full steam ahead without proper planning or, you know, thinking about the future, or you can do like I did 
Um, I created my brand prior to opening my business from the logo to the, the name of the business, the, the values, it's all centered around Phoenix, which has its own story. And it just helps so much with brand recognition within the community. Mm -hmm. So I can tell people, well, you know, why is this your logo? Why are these your colors? Why is it X, Y, Z? This is why mm -hmm. this is what it stands for. This is what it represents. And this is what we represent as a business for our listeners. The logo is really cool. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. Um, <laughs> So I would say um, with growth, you know, depending on where you're trying, how you're trying to grow, you know, that's a big aspect as well. Um, me, me currently, myself, I try to have an online presence. So, you know, I try to grow my presence there on, you know, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, while also keeping in mind how I can grow in place physically. Um, so right now, one of the challenges I face with that is available space. Um, so right now where I'm located, I don't have any additional space on either side. So once I get closer towards the end of my lease or to a point where I'm ready to expand, that may be a limiting factor for me. Um, that being said, I would say... A second challenge to growth is just continuing to get people in the door. Um, as my first year comes to a close, I've noticed that that's becoming easier. Um, I would say my first few months, I had probably a dozen people walk through the door. Unfortunately, they were all looking for the business that was there before me. <laughs> so that didn't help me out too much, but it was still exposure to some extent. Um, at least people saw the logo, saw the name, found the place. Um, so I would say, you know, just continuing to get people in the door, which right now I'm doing pretty much everything I can to ensure that happens with the customer service and customer retention. Um, but I would say as far as growth for me right now, those are probably my two biggest obstacles yeah, which you know, are, are not uncommon for many mm -hmm. for many businesses so so yeah we'll, we'll run into those challenges you know you so just in terms of you know from your startup experience you know are there other pitfalls that you uh, ran into that uh, you might share that uh, listeners could maybe avoid sometimes you got to learn that on your own but uh, you know what uh, what sort of other pitfalls have you seen out there right uh, so just a couple things um, with this like I said coming to the end of my first year I've actually learned a lot um, <laughs> the biggest thing that has happened to me recently pitfall wise is um, you know, starting at the beginning of the year, you, especially in the fitness industry, you have all of your new year's resolutionists. You have people getting back to school after the holidays, after, you know, back to work, everyone's trying to get back into a routine or start a new routine. Uh, so you typically see a good influx of people coming in, at least prospects, um, that usually lasts about a month or two. And then <laughs> it's almost like a cliff dive, um, uh, so one thing that I did notice uh, right around, you know, going into the spring, getting closer to the end of the school year, um, I did have clients start taking time off, getting ready for summer vacations. Got to put the bathing suit on, man. Right. Yeah. You know, show off their new summer bodies yeah. and everything. So um, the biggest pitfall I would say my first year so far 
which I still have a couple weeks, <laughs> um, would be the summer. Um, the last few months, unexpectedly, clientele did drop off a good bit. Uh, so business did slow down for primarily those reasons. Um, Just the, summer season vacation. And, uh, the seasonality of your business. Correct. Yeah, understand you know, that. Everybody wants to come in and get the summer body. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not going to get the summer body if you're starting so during summer, right? Exactly. Um, so, you know, as we're getting back into school, starting back up into the fall and whatnot, um, I have started new businesses picking back up. So the biggest thing that I've learned from that is what to expect moving into my second year. So I can, you know, broadcast much or forecast much more accurately what to expect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, business is doing well up front at the beginning of the year. Let's save some of that money for the tail end of the year because if we hit another slump yeah you know so that'll be to, to be expected um the other the other thing i would say um proper planning just make sure you have plans in place plan a plan b plan c because when plan a and b fall through which they will uh you have backups I and think you're that's hitting the good ground to they will. They will. Because <laughs> we don't know what we don't right. know. Exactly. And yeah, there's just so many factors that play into any aspect of starting your business that can affect it. Well, we, we very much appreciate uh, you joining us and, and, and giving, some us, giving us insights into your business and sort of helping us understand some of the challenges that, that you or any startup business is going to run into. Um, yeah, so so don't go anywhere because we want you to play our, our lightning round. But before we do that, we, we also want to thank uh, our sponsor, Mako RX. You know, uh, in a tight labor market, which I think we still continue to see. I know we are. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a problem. Uh, sometimes you can see employees leaving just for an extra dollar or two each hour. Mako RX is uh, uh, Complete Care is a quality healthcare solution that has allowed businesses to recruit and retain employees. To learn how Mako RX can help your business stay competitive, visit mako-rx.com or you can call 855-562-5679. Uh, Mako RX, healthcare simplified. And again, that's mako hyphen mako-rx.com or you can give them a call at 855-562-5679 so we appreciate uh, their support and uh, encourage you to check that out so uh, so Jesse we're going to give you our, our quick lightning round uh, uh, here you know, it's pretty uh, serious let's do it <laughs> yeah, so these are quick questions quick answers first question what is your biggest pet no turn signals on the highway. People not using their turn signals. I love it. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, tell us what you're doing, you crazy person up there. I mean. Yeah, let's just let us know what you're doing. Okay, next question. I thought it was going to be people that get away from their New Year's resolution. <laughs> uh, maybe. Very expected. Could be. Uh, what is your favorite vacation spot? Ooh, I would say Tybee Island, and that's right off the coast yeah. of Savannah. Um, I have been to Hawaii. It wasn't for vacation, 
still nice, but I would say uh, Tybee Island is it's a, it's a neat little place, nice beaches, cool little area. Okay. And, and if you can get to Savannah, Savannah is an interesting yes, city to walk nice around. For sure. Well. Very historical. This is an interesting one for our fitness guy. Favorite comfort food? Oh. Wow. You must fall off the wagon every now and then, Jesse. Come on. You know, tell us. You know, I... And speak in the microphone. I would have to say che- this one. I would have to say cheesecake. Cheesecake, oh. okay. Cheesecake would probably be number one. Okay, that's you, good. I, like that <laughs> I don't even really feel bad when I eat it, but I try not to very often. Well, as long as you don't do it, <laughs> as long as you don't do it often, okay. Uh, are you a, a Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Godfather movie guy? That is probably one of my favorite questions ever. Um, <laughs> So I definitely respect The Godfather as, you know, such a, a classic. Um, I I was always a Lord of the Fans versus Harry Potter fan, and so one of my Army buddies got me to start watching them, and then I really liked those. But I, I would say by far I am just a huge Star Wars nerd. Okay. Yeah. We, we all hold this again. Yeah, we're not judging. This yeah, is all right? good. Of course not. All good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. If you have a superpower – what would it be? Oh, wow. Honestly, if – and, you know, this is probably just because of some recent events. If I would – if I were able to take away someone's pain, okay. whether it be emotional or physical, I would. Well, that's, what that's, a good one. What a very generous one. Exactly. I mean, you know, you know, most most of, of our folks – they just want everyone's money or, right. or you know, superpowers lines, to, flying, to spite my enemies. That, that was an awesome thing. one. Yeah, and you're trying to help the world. So, you know, you're an unusual guest for us to have. <laughs> so appreciate that. So, well, Jesse, if people want to find out more about uh, Phoenix Fit- Fitness, where should they where should they be looking? Sure. So you can visit my website, www.phoenixpt.net. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Okay. Looks like you got everything covered. Yeah, that's that's great. Well, we, we very much appreciate uh, you joining us today. It's we been always, great. We always like to end our podcast with sharing some small businesses of the month. Um, you know, all right, uh, Jesse, you got anything you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, so I'll touch back on my referral network um, and shout out for uh, New Directions Chiropractic, Matt Kirkland does an awesome job over there they actually have a parking lot party going on tomorrow 11 to 5 so check that out music prizes i hate to say it by the time this gets posted <laughs> tomorrow ain't gonna be here so don't go don't be going some to the, tomorrow yeah some tomorrow we'll get here but not that tomorrow <laughs> right um so yeah i would say him uh new directions chiropractic okay well check out new direction chiropractic are they in hickory they are here in hickory yes hickory, north carolina okay i will you'll be checking those out Gary, what uh, what uh, small business do you have? Uh, this I'm going to go on the theme of referrals too, because okay. I've had some folks help me out personally and my family. First one, I'll go with the affordable movers and storage. As Jeff, you know very well, uh, we were fortunate enough to sell our house very quick. That's the good news. The bad news is we had to get out quick, and we were referred to affordable moving and storage and Trey Gilbert, and they did an outstanding job. Okay. They reacted quickly, and they did more than we could have ever expected. And so 
Uh, we're very high on them. They're in Newton, North Carolina. Uh, I'm also going to uh, have a shout out to chiropractors, Rick Davis and Eric Goins, because I hurt my back uh, a month ago. And as you know, Jeff, I couldn't walk upright for about a week or so. And within a month, uh, I am back to normal and actually probably better than I was beforehand. So now I can go to Jesse and start working out. Well, more sure. Not that part, but more back. Maybe you should. Uh, yeah, I, I think you might. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, you're you're very svelte. You're you know, you're you're a very handsome man. But yeah, you know, in terms of you know building up that muscle tone so your back doesn't get thrown out again, you might want to consider that. That's what I was going to say. So, anyway, maybe the Lord's bringing all these things together in a month. <laughs> all a right, mover, a chiropractor, and a fitness expert. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to a company I visited a, a few weeks ago in Morganton, North Carolina. A company is called Material Return, which was uh, founded in 2017 to keep industrial textile waste out of landfills. So they process, they, they basically take lots of different types of textile waste. They process, uh, they have processed over 3 million pounds of textile waste to date. Uh, take it from furniture, uh, various apparel products, and they transform it into uh, a yarn that they call return tex, uh, which which is uh, produced uh, through their supply chain. And they partner with local manufacturers and national brands uh, to, to deliver what they call circular solutions and yarn products. So uh, they call it 360-degree circularity, and, and we're talking really recycling. It helps manufacturers reduce their environmental impact, create quality products, and they're supporting folks in our community. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to the, uh, the Material Return Group, and you can find out more about them at www.thematerialreturn.com. Dot com the material return.com so give them a give them a shout out and and please go check them out because they're doing some pretty cool things so we appreciate everybody joining us uh, today we appreciate Jesse uh, Alden uh, joining us for the uh, Phoenix physical fitness we want to thank uh, the mesh podcast network if you uh, want to reach us and if you have an idea for a small business of the month, you can send us an email at eexchange at themesh.tv. And we also want to thank MakoRx for supporting the podcast. Again, you can check them out at www.mako-rx.com. And uh, we look forward to talking with you guys again next month. And uh, everybody, enjoy the end of the summer. And be safe, stay safe and healthy. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.